Man, this stuff's good. How, uh, how, how meathead is it? It doesn't, have the, same effect, it doesn't have the same effect <laughs> as the can opening. <laughs> how meathead is it to be drinking a protein shake on, on a podcast? Oh, dude, it's, it's all of the meathead. <laughs> no, but what, uh, mm-hmm. in college, yeah, really good, isn't it? Yeah. So in college, uh, I was a part of the hard gainers group, which basically meant I couldn't put on weight very easily. And it was mostly out of laziness. I just oh, didn't like to eat. Yeah. I know where you're going with this yeah. one. And I didn't like to eat, yeah. really. And so they had a group of us. I don't know how many, 15 of us. And they made us drink these Gatorade shakes after every uh, practice or every workout. Was it the pre-done ones or the ones that they had to mix? Pre-done. Yeah, these, okay. are, these are in a can, ready to drink. Did you ever have the ones that they mix? Like usually after like camp, they'd make everybody have No, them. this was literally the only supplements we got. We were poor Division two school. Oh, no, no, it was Gatorade. It was like a high-calorie drink hmm. and it tasted like well see i'm going the opposite of you this stuff that we used to have was mm. delicious like really really good now the problem with it was there was i checked it one time there was over 50 grams of sugar yeah in these shakes yep. and i can remember this is how this is how just scared they, of, scared of that, life i, I love was. that they tag would tag it too like oh these are protein shakes that's like nine grams of protein. <laughs> yeah, nine <laughs> grams of protein, 50 grams of sugar. Yeah. And I remember literally I would drink only half of it because I didn't want that much sugar. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'd throw the other half away. So it completely defeated the purpose of what they wanted us to do, which is drink these shakes. So anyway, I say all that to say these Jocko Malt ready-to-drink uh, protein shakes, they remind me of that, but here's the beautiful thing. 30 grams of protein and zero or two grams of sugar. That's it, two grams. That's nothing. That's like barely anything, and they, yet they taste just as good as something that has fifty grams of sugar. So, I think anyway. they taste better because I know the, the the Gatorade. I'm throwing up the air quotes. Protein drinks, um, they were okay. They were fine. Yeah. Uh, remember back in the day, the cookies and cream muscle milk. Do you ever have that? Again, we were poor. We didn't have any. Oh, dude, that was somebody awesome. may have just drank a muscle milk. By the way, I'm not gonna say who, but maybe a producer, perhaps. <laughs> Anyways, he's drinking that unhealthy like, crap. This was like the scoop it, and it was like literally, and, and I think same deal. It was like real chunks of Oreos and stuff in it. Anyways, but the the Gatorade pre ones they were okay. But we used to drink, and again, I'm not gonna say it. I don't actually know the taste of it, but I would imagine this is what it was like—a vat of um, fluid that, yeah. Disgusting. Afterbirth? <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, but they used, they used to make us the, these, like, the big Dixie cups. Yeah. The Gatorade ones you'd have on the sideline. They, you'd, we'd come in usually after our second practice of the day, and you'd have to drink this. Like, the trainer would literally stand there. You'd have to throw it down, and they'd sign you off the list. Because it was, like, 350 Jeez. calories or something like that in just that cup. Yeah. And it was, like, it was awful, awful. Yeah. And I thought that's where you're going with this, and I was like, "How dare you?" No. So I this these are delicious. way better in every this way. Delicious. In every way, these are way better than everything you just described. Yes. So, yeah. uh, if you want to grab some, I think I don't even know if they've officially released it. I think we're exclusive here because of our partnership, but they're coming up with them um, here soon. These are ready to drink milk from Jocko Fuel. Uh, they'll be at HEB. Yep. If you're here in Texas at HEB, or you can go to JockoFuel.com and grab them on there as well. Uh, like I said, high protein, low sugar, amazing taste. Um, these are awesome. So go you, know get you, some. you know what's awesome? So um, this week, I've only had, you know, we just got them over the weekend, uh, or I guess the end of last week. And I've been to, 
Uh, I've, I've worked out like three or four times since, and so easy just to throw this in my bag. Oh yeah, and ready yeah. to go post post workout. Very convenient, yeah. delicious because they're the great chilled, but they don't have to be. Right, right. That's what's great is it's like they're they taste delicious chilled, but it's like a milkshake. They taste really good when and literally it's in my bag and it's boom go because I'm I've. I've always got like a big tub of protein in my truck mm -hmm. and then I've got protein shakers and I always leave my protein shakers in my truck inevitably. And then I have to throw away <laughs> <laughs> this protein shaker because it's disgusting. Yeah. So anyways, this is, this is amazing. Honestly, I, and the amazing. vanilla ones, the last thing I'll say, the vanilla ones, I've started combining it with my cold brew in the morning. Mm. So now I've got a low sugar, high protein coffee creamer that's delicious with cold brew. So you're welcome for that suggestion. Are you, are you uh, so. suggesting they go head-to-head -head with um, another brand that you like? Uh, no, no. Uh, anyway, get yourself to jockofield.com or local HEB uh, to get you some of that. On to today's topic, because today's topic is not about nutrition or fitness. Today's topic is mental wellness. And we talked about last week uh, the number one key to happiness. And statistically speaking, what most people report as their number one key to happiness is their ability to control their own schedule. Yeah. And so then we talked about, you know, pursuing your passions and what makes you, you know, what brings joy to your life and what highlights your uh, abilities and your talents and your, and your interests. And I think all that's amazing and awesome. Of course, I do want to dive in a little bit today as a, maybe a second part to this discussion, which is like, like a part two, maybe a part two. We won't title like it a part a, two, like but a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a part two. Okay. And because I, I don't want the message to be, hey, life is all about you. Pursue whatever it is that you want. Damn everything else. That's, yeah. that's certainly not what I want yeah. the message to be. I, I love the idea of going and pursuing your passion and going yeah. and pursuing your, what, what makes you happy. I love that idea. However, there are other things that make you happy, at least that make me happy, mm -hmm. which is service. Yeah to other people, having a mission, having a, having things that are above and beyond myself yeah. is also a source, at mm -hmm. least to me, of happiness. And I think most people would report that same thing. hundred percent. And it, you know, even going back to last week's and like happiness is control, right? Being able to control your day, control your, when I left, I had this kind of feeling too. It was like, man, I, there was a couple things like I wish that we had talked about a little bit. Um, but it's perfect for today because reality is, is you can try to control your life as much as you want. But reality is, is life is, you're out of control. Mm -hmm. Because here's, here's how it was uh, actually just recently after that episode, um, Jamin, who we had on the show, who who's a pastor at my church and, and, a, and a good friend. And he sent, he sent me an article um, that was written by the guy that, uh, wrote the book, The Wisdom Pyramid, that we went through. Mm -hmm. And what he talks about is he talks about how life is a river and we are the pebbles. So essentially, the river is going to flow. Like, river, the river is time, right? It's always going to be moving. There may be times where you as a rock get settled into another cluster of rocks, a community, right? And, you, and you're there for a while. And you get to you know, familiarize with that, with that area, with the people, all that around you. And then there's times where a flash flood or a flood comes or the tides and the, the current picks up and it 
and it disrupts that community that you've been in for a while, right? Regardless, though, that's not your control. We really ultimately are at the mercy of time, and we are not ever fully in control of everything. So to your point, when we talk about service, like regardless of time, regardless of all of the things that can or can't be out of our control, you can control having a mindset of serving others. And that's one thing I agree the most joy, the most contentment, the most presence that I've ever felt has been the seasons where I've really focused on serving other people and not myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I was actually listening to a Jocko podcast, of all things, and they were talking about, you know, the, the suicide rate among um, military individuals after they leave the military. And we don't see suicide in sports, the transition in sports necessarily as much, but there is that sense and that loss of a purpose when you transition away from sports. And it's the same thing in the military. You've lost that purpose. You've lost that mission. You've lost in some ways that team. Yeah. And so that's what they were talking about. They were talking about you need a mission and you need a team in life. And that's really what causes and creates that sense of purpose that you have. And so I think, again, that, and that's not what this episode's about, but the transition is difficult a lot of times because you've had this mission, you've had this team for so long, you've had this tribe all working for a common goal. Now you don't have that anymore. And yeah. so when you transition, it's like, where do I find that? Where do I yep. replicate that? Yep. So yes, last week we talked about controlling your time as best as you can as being a source of happiness. But I think another source of happiness and joy and fulfillment is having that mission, having that tribe that you're a part of. Yep. And I think the overall goal, I just, you know, when I, when I reflect on the overall goal is, is are we after a happy life or are we after a good life? Yeah. And there's a bit of a difference. And the good life, and I'd love to hear your perspective, my perspective on a good life, when I aim for a good life, is one that has meaning for me, but it also positively impacts other people. And... It's, I'm doing good in the world. I'm doing, I'm making a positive impact in the world. I'm, I'm making a, a difference, if you will. I'm contributing my weight. That's what I think of when I think of living good. So yes, I can pursue happiness in a lot of different ways. Through drugs, through sex, through money. Those things can make me happy. Or I can pursue happiness the way that I think is valuable, which is, Yes, I'm after my talents and I'm, and I'm, you know, wanting to show my abilities, but I'm also impacting other people along the way. Yeah. And so when I think of a good life, that's what I think of. A life that has meaning for me is a life of purpose, a life of mission, a life of a tribe that's working in the same direction. Yeah. So one of my favorite songs of all time is uh, Three Wooden Crosses by Randy Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's a line in the chorus that, that he says, uh, it's not what you take uh, when you leave the world behind. Uh, it's what you leave behind when you go. Mm-hmm. And to your point, the difference between a good life and a happy life, you're going to constantly pursue a happy life and never, ever find it. In my opinion, right? If that's what you're looking for is I'm looking to be happy. You'll I'm find looking, moments of it is what you're you'll saying. You'll find moments, right? right? But overall... 
like there's always going to be something more, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're going to get to that happy place and you're going to look at somebody else's it, happy place. It goes back to that dopamine. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But ultimately everybody that's alive today is two generations away from being completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people, yeah. I mean, I'd say no, there's, there's a, there's a 0.1% chance maybe that might be in the history books. Right. Yeah. But you're two generations from being forgotten, but the impact that you make can change the future indefinitely. And what you do around you, the impact that you make, the people you serve can literally make the biggest impact. And the whole, that whole song is about four people on a bus going to Mexico, right? You got a teacher, you got a preacher, you got a farmer, and you got a hooker. And they get in a car crash. The preacher, they all die. Three of the four people die. Okay, the the farmer dies, leaves behind his farm and his kids. Teacher dies, leaves away all the students. The preacher, before he dies, he hands bloodstained Bible to this hooker. And the whole perspective of this story is being told by a preacher on Sunday, and he held up this bloodstained Bible that his mom had read to him his whole childhood because that preacher gave that hooker the Bible. What you do in this life does matter because you have no idea how many people it's going to impact. Like it's the butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. If you just go serve someone and give them a glimpse of, of what good is in this world, that can completely change the trajectory of their life. And so to your point is a good life versus a happy life, what impact are you going to make? What impact are your kids going to make because of the way that you interacted and raised mm-hmm. and loved them yeah. and poured into them and protected them? What impact are you going to make in the corporate world because you just did things different? You didn't do business just to get yours. You did it to serve people. Mm-hmm. What impact are you going to make in your community by serving, by volunteering, by working with kids? What impact are you going to make? Because the only thing that matters is what you leave behind. And so to me, that's, that's the goal. Like that is the goal. When, when, when I, when I die and, and at my funeral and God willing, people are there. I haven't screwed it up so bad that nobody goes. People are there. What do I want them to say? I don't care that they said, oh, he played in the NFL. He was a good football player. Or, hey, he had a nice house. Or, hey, he had a cool car. Or, he dressed really nice. He had nice shoes. No. Like, what did I do and how did I make you feel that benefited you so that you can benefit other people? That's ultimately what we're striving for. Yeah, it's the cliche of when you're on your deathbed, what did you care about? Or what will you care about on your deathbed? Will you care about the you know, crazy amount of money that you made, or are you going to care about the people that you were able to impact and impacted you along the way? Yeah. And I, I don't, not sure. I don't know how much thought I give to that on a typical day. I get so caught up and so wrapped up in what I've got to get done. And that, and there's value to that, obviously yeah. living in the moment and, and staying present, but there's also value in having a long-term sight of what are the, the choices that I'm making today, how are they impacting? Yeah, and I me? think though too, though, like it's important to to have like the consciousness of mortality too, mm-hmm. so that those moments are not so few and far between where it's like, 
oh yeah, you know what? I gotta, I gotta go do this. I gotta go serve the community. I hand out meals, right? Like, hey, we only, we don't know how much time we have here. We have no idea. Like, let's live those moments, whether they're good times, bad times. Let's live those moments, like, with the understanding that, like, it, we have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, tomorrow could be it. I mean, we just passed nine eleven, right? And that was a it was a great reminder that you have no idea yeah. when, when your time has come. No idea. So, again, while here, what impact are you going to make? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I mentioned him uh, a while back. I had a buddy that, that passed away in his early 40s uh, earlier this year. And he dedicated his life to serving other people. He was very involved in Boys and Girls Club. He was very involved in, in youth group, young life. Made a huge impact on me in my high school days. And to your point, he, he's, he used his time here to benefit others. And it benefited him too, right? Oh. I don't want to get lost on that, that. He found so much joy in serving other people. That was, he was utilizing his talents and abilities and his passion. It just so happened to manifest itself in ways that truly impacted people and specifically yeah. youth. Yeah. But, you know, he's 42 years old and dies in a car wreck. And so it's over just like that. And so that's an example to me of someone who maximized. Did he make millions of dollars a year? No. Did he have the biggest, fanciest car or the biggest, fanciest house? No. But he maximized his days that he was here by pouring into other people. And guess what? He also maximized his days by controlling his own time. Did, ever, did he control everything? No. But he pursued a career that allowed him to make his own schedule while also benefiting other people. And so to me, we talk about the golden ticket. Yeah. We talked about it last week. The golden ticket to me is you find a career that you can benefit other people, you can coordinate your own time, and you can make a, a living doing it. Will you become a multimillionaire? I don't know. It depends on what you choose. But if you can hit those three things... To me, that's maximizing your time here. And it's going to look different for everybody. Every single person is going to have a different route yeah. to whatever. And, and you may be listening to this. You may be like, that's not what I want. I want, I want the big house. I want the fancy car. If that's you, go for it. If that what you think is going to provide that, go for it. I, my opinion is it won't. You're going to get there and you're going to want the next thing. So hopefully you're pouring into other people because that's where I find the, the true value. That's where I find true happiness and true joy is when I am impact, when, I'm, when we're out coaching our kids' teams and the kids at the end, they're all laughing and hugging and, and they, never, they never even knew each other before the season. They didn't know who each other were. And they're wanting to come back next year and play. That is joy to me. That is happiness to me. And it, it did nothing other than me pouring an hour of my week into other people. Did that benefit me financially? No. Does it benefit me? It really only benefits my soul, which to me is a great benefit. I have found that is super valuable. Yeah. So funny you say that. So this last weekend, uh, we had a full day, full, full day of sports. Started at 730 and we didn't get home until like 830 um, Saturday night. And, uh, and. It was long, but it was the greatest day ever. Because it's crazy. Because, like, what do you get excited? Like, 
you order something and it like gets to your house. Like you got something new, like, all right, I got a new shipment of supplements or I got a new weight set or I got a new whatever it is. Right. Like you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like you're, you're looking forward to it and then it gets there and you're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Has it ever completely changed your day? No. So Saturday, we, Rocco, my youngest, who his team pretty good, like really good. And they just played terrible. Like they played awful. And, and they're kinder. So, of course, I dog cussed them out. And, <laughs> you um, told them not to come yeah, back until they're ready they to win? <laughs> yeah. They, they, they did 200 up-downs after the game. Um, I made their parents stand and watch. Um, and I told the parents it was their fault. So, if you're not going to take this serious, I'm not, yeah. I'm not coming back yeah, this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually made the parents do up-downs. parents too. they're soft. <laughs> but, um, and, it was, and it was weird. Be, and, and that game was that. And then we went to a volleyball game. And, but I just remember watching Rocco, even though he's losing, he was still having fun. And I was out there and it was like, there was points where I was like getting frustrated because I was like, guys, we've done this a hundred times and you've Mm -hmm. done it right 95 (laughs) times. And it's like, why are we doing this? (laughs) Except for literally today. And, uh, but then I'm watching them like, gosh, they're, they're still having a blast. Like Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that's important. And literally the game was bad, and then Gia's team, they lost. But I'm, like, watching her, and, like, the only conversation, I was like, babe, did you have fun doing that? She was, yeah, it was so fun. I wish we would have won, but, like, it was so fun. And, like, it eased kind of that, you know, the two losses, because you don't want to see your kids lose. So then we go to Luca's game. And that was the one I was like, this could be really bad. <laughs> because, like, they're, they're kind of hit or miss, right? They, they're, like, it's a really good group of kids that we've had together, but it's, like, some days they're on, some days they're off. And, oh, dude, they were on. But here's the, here's the coolest part, man, is there was there were three kids on the team that if you'd have asked me on Friday, are they ever going to make a catch or score a touchdown, I'd have been like, no chance <laughs> ever. Bro, all of them had either big catches for big yards or scored a touchdown. And I'm telling you, that completely changed my day. Not because it was for me. I mean, who cares? Eight-year-olds win a flag football game. Care less about that. Bro, the joy that I saw that those kids had, like the fact that like we called a play and he got, and, and also there's just there's one kid. They just, his family just moved here from Portland. And we've been back and forth with this one. And like he gets really anxious, so he kind of forgets his play when he goes up to the line. And like he's been working and working and working. And at the beginning of the season, I don't think you could catch a football. And he runs a route, dude, and scores. And to see him, to see his parents, like literally the joy that he had, the joy his parents had, the joy his team had for him, man. My day, dude, there was nothing that you could have done for the most part that could have taken that joy away. And I'm telling you, and it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with seeing these boys. And literally, like, we're praying at the end. And it was pretty cool, too, because we were praying. We prayed out with the, with the players and with the cheerleaders, and it was this big whole deal. But literally, I got choked up, like, before the prayer just because I was so grateful for that day and what those boys got to experience. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with me. Like, yeah, I was out there, but, like, had nothing to do. It was totally them. And that's the feeling when you go out and you serve others. Like, that's the feeling that you get. So you're in a rut, you're in like a valley and it's just a grind and you're like, I don't know how to get out of it. Like sometimes just stop worrying about yourself. Go worry about someone else. Like get a taste of that joy again 
because that's the feeling you get when you change somebody else's day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found in the pursuit of happiness, the times I miss it. You quoting Kid Cudi? Yeah. Uh, or the movie, Will Smith. R.I.P. Who's uh, <laughs> the other? Anyways. Yeah. In, in my pursuit of happiness, a lot of times I try to seek that happiness through things that I want to achieve yeah. and things I want to accomplish. And it's only, not only, but it's mostly whenever I'm pursuing things for the benefit of others, uh, that's when I find the true happiness yeah. and the true joy. Yeah. And that's why serving is so important. That's why, you know, pouring into others is so important. Again, it's, yes, you're impacting that person, but the impact that it has on you is, is yeah. unbelievable. You know what's crazy, though? Honestly, that's, that's a proof to me two things. One is, is there's a creator... And then two is that we're not in control because if we really controlled our lives exactly how we wanted it, I think we would all be miserable. Yeah. Like it's all these other things. And that's what I say. I think there's a creator, right? That's sovereign over the whole, everything that happens in some way or another. But it's like these opportunities come into our lives that we have no control over that. It's like, gosh, man, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to clarify in this pursuit, because I think, again, I think we're all, I think most of us are after a good life, and after a life that provides joy, and after a life that provides happiness, and I think the way you go about it is probably going to look a little bit different, Um, but I certainly don't want the message to be, hey, pursue your passion always, and only look out for yourself, because I think you're missing out on a big component of that, that joy. Um, that, that can be found through the service of others. Yeah. And look, there's seasons, and, and Darren would be a huge advocate for this, but there's seasons where it's like, I've got to buckle down and I've got to focus on me. Yeah. And I've got to focus on getting myself right, or I've got to focus on growth, or I've got to focus on whatever it is. There are seasons where that is, that is what is needed. And I get that, and I recognize that. But, but I think ultimately, if we have a mindset of pursuing something that's bigger than just our wants and desires, that that sets you up to have a good mm-hmm. life, not yeah. just a happy life. Actually, I heard a good quote the other day, and it was, spend the mornings working on yourself so that you can spend the rest of the day gifting it to others. Uh-uh. I like that. And I thought that was an amazing perspective to what you sure. just said. Darren would say, there are seasons of life where you have to develop yourself. Yeah. And that can get... Maybe we can take that too far, but there's value in that because the more I can develop myself, the more I can now give to others. And so that's why, that's how I see my day on a micro scale. If I can take care of myself in the morning, now I can spend the rest of my day taking care of others. And that's what you talk about team and tribe, mm-hmm. right? Is there's times where, yes, that's the case, where you know what? You're now allowing someone else to gift you with what they have worked on. Like Tiffany and I's story. There was a season where she had to fully support me because she was capable of that. She'd been prepared. She had, she had prepared herself. She had been prepared to be able to support me so that I could do, go through this selfish phase of preparing for what was next, right? So that I could ultimately then gift her and support her. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's... It's a crazy, crazy world, but ultimately, I think if you if you are if you are looking through a lens that like you're not the center of the world and you, what you want is not the most important thing ever, and you're thinking about other people and like, hey, look, how can I just give something to somebody else? Small, big, doesn't matter. 
if you look at that like, hey, there's something bigger than me, I think you're on the right path. Yeah, this life's fascinating, man. It's, it's hard. It's complicated. It's joyful. There's just so much to it, and it's yeah. fun to figure it out. It's right. fun to learn and grow. So uh, appreciate you guys. Before we jump out of here, do want to thank our partners, uh, Sleep Number. Get yourself to a Sleep Number store, sleepnumber.com. Uh, I don't know if you saw the DAC. Prescott. Actually, Tiff, Tiff was watching it. She, while yeah. she was still awake during the game, she was like, that's actually a really cool yeah. commercial. Yeah, so if you want the to. The Cowboys. Uh, this was the Cowboys um, ooh, Bucks game. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. If you made it through it, actually, <laughs> luckily the commercial was pretty early on, uh, but it was pretty cool. But again, sleep number, and, I, and I've talked to Dak about this, and like he literally, he's not just like pushing a product. He lives on his sleep number yeah. bed, and he really does take his recovery seriously. Um, you know, he's, they talked about on the, on the, um, on the TV copy of the game, we call it TV copy or anyways, um, is they talked about broadcast was what I was looking for, uh, is how he's really kind of transitioned to a lot of like, not the TB 12 stuff, but a lot of the functionality, mm-hmm. mobility, uh, nutrition, recovery and recovery is a big component of that. And he recognizes that. Um, but again, sleep number, the official partner of the NFL, there's a reason. Yep. It's not just because they're paying the most. There's a reason because it impacts the players. If it's good enough for Dak, who can literally afford anything he wants, it's good enough for you. So get yourself to sleepnumber.com or sleep number store. Uh, and then also our friends at Chalk Talk, a Sooner and Resort, our longest running partner yeah. of the One Shot Podcast. Uh, we're going to be you up talk there. About, you talk about like serving others. Like and this, is, this, is a, this is a tribe. This is a tribe that In a literal sense. is literally built has built this organization, business, um, this resort to be able to serve others. Mm-hmm. And that is the foundation of what they do is to, we're going to provide the Choctaw people and Choctaw nation with all of these. And then not only that, I mean, you think about all the jobs and all that, that they're pr- creating the nonprofits. I mean, they do so much in the nonprofit space. Yes. Go up, have a great time. It's luxurious, it's fun, it's easy to get to, mm-hmm. and anything you want to do, you can do. So be selfish, go up there, but by being selfish, you are then contributing to Choctaw Nation, who is then taking those, those resources and spreading it out to the masses. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, appreciate you. Have a great rest of the day, great weekend. We will see you next week.